Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Jerron. This is Val. This is Isabella. And on our show tonight is Jasmine Diaz, a student from Valencia College and the winner of the Valencia College Social Entrepreneur Competition. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. And also coming up this episode of Intern Whisperer Live, we're going to talk about some great leaders, internships, social entrepreneurship, and the coolest innovation in your industry. So how can people find us? They can look for us on Facebook. This is Facebook Live, people, so hopefully they're watching us now. We are also, uh, so look for facebook.com and slash intern pursuit. You can also find us on Pivot Biz Consult. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on all of those great social channels. And if you're going to listen live, and we love live listeners, it's mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio and search for Intern Whisperer. Okay, guys. So for our first sponsor, we have the Florida Patent Association. Patient. Patient Association. I think it's the third time I've done that. Whose mission <laughs> is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association, and you can reach them at floridapatientassociation.com. All right, so tonight we have Jasmine Diaz, and I met Jasmine because I was invited by Professor Jared Kellicay to be a judge at the Social Entrepreneur Competition that they had over here at Valencia College. And all of the students, um, aside from being a judge, I also was invited to come and do how to prepare for your pitch. And so I did a workshop, two workshops on the campus, and that's really where I got to meet Jasmine. And then I was also on, not, well, not the judge. I said judge. I really wasn't a judge. I did the workshops. Mm -hmm. I was all excited. I wanted to be a judge. But <laughs> we were a sponsor. <laughs> so um, we were a sponsor. And one of the prizes was to be able to come on to the show. So I'm really happy to have Jasmine as a guest. She is a, obviously a student. And she has her own business. And she won first place. So that's really excited. So Jasmine, why don't you tell us about what that was like? Was mm. it, were you scared? Were you nervous? I was definitely a little nervous. That was the first time I've ever competed um, necessarily, like in outside of sports or anything like that. So yeah, it was a little nerve wracking, like exposing my passion and, you know, my business structure and kind of mm -hmm. how I've always envisioned, um, you know, my career playing out. So, but it was a great first step. I think the, knowledge and the expertise that you shared as well as like other um <coughs> you know participants of the competition it really helped kind of shape where i'm at today with queens for queens so i'm it's definitely it kicked it off for sure and we didn't ever say what her business is so let's be sure and share that so yeah. queens for queens what is that Q for Q. So Queens for Queens, also known as Q for Q, is a women's organization that's dedicated towards breaking down societal barriers and kind of walls that younger women specifically have the mm -hmm. tendency to, you know, be catty or judgmental towards one another. So once a month we host an event based on the topics that they want. And the goal is to really kind of push forward on individual levels, but then unify women as a c in this community to, you know, 
befriend one another and connect and and support right? and support and yeah yeah all those so good things. you guys um i don't know if you know of any women that would be uh, really interested in the organization but as men it's always nice for you to send women over yeah. to these organizations sometimes and I agree with you. Women can be kind of catty because it kind of goes back to that middle school mentality. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's uh, a place where there's um, acceptance and support and nurturing. And I know that one of the things that we talked about is making sure that it would be more cross-generational. So right, that yeah. it would not be just even a specific demographic. Yeah, more often than not, all of our facilitators or speakers are usually older women. Mm -hmm. uh, not by, you know, not intentionally, but it's more of sharing their wisdom and experience throughout life that really helps shape younger women. Mm -hmm. I, c I know I'm a recipient of it, even amongst conversations we've had. So, um, But for you two, we actually have an event coming up for men. So it's going to be in June. Uh, kings for queens so okay. it's kind of gonna dive into um you know masculine toxicity and also what a male feminist looks like in the workplace at home in relationships but also giving men a platform to kind of show their share their experience is this more of like a workshop type deal um, or you say it's more of like a seminar it's conversational definitely okay. so it's designed to be led by the group itself mm -hmm. so very commune style um what it's kind of it is what we have, we want to make it every single time so the first event we had was definitely a speaker audience environment but this one coming up um in may is going to be more of like breakout sessions so workshops to some degree but more of like kind of storytelling and also just venting and all pull, like walking away with some type of knowledge that you didn't have before and where are the dates again for those shows so May 30th or May 26th is our uh, Women on the Grind event, which is all about professionalism. So focusing on topics like sexual harassment, sa uh, salary negotiation, working with other women. Um, and Isabella is actually going to be a huge part of that one. So we're excited. And then in June, it is m Queens for Queens. So that's going to be the 30th as well. Okay. And for people who want to find out more information, where's the best place for them to look? Queensforqueens.com. Um, well, we were having this discussion. So yeah. is it the word for or the number so, for? So uh, we've had some issues with um, ownership on certain platforms, but the website itself is queensforqueens.com. Yeah, really important for our correct. listeners to know how yeah. to find <laughs> you, right? We want yeah. That. And it is Q for Q on Facebook, correct? Q for Q on with Facebook. With the number four. With the yeah, number with four. the number okay. four. Yeah. And I see that we have our favorite, favorite online. Number one supporter. Ooh. Supporter, yeah. This is Darlene's aunt. Oh, nice. And she listens every week, and we love her. And she was out there <laughs> helping us, going, hey, listen to the show tonight. So hopefully if there are any of your own friends and your yeah. supporters and your family – they can find us right now on internpursuit.com. Cool. Uh, well, I'm sorry, on Facebook slash internpursuit and like the page and then they'll be able to write comments in and write Awesome. You. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully that's happening. Now, um, I wanted to continue this whole uh, journey about what social entrepreneurship is and feel free mm -hmm. to keep weaving the Q for Q conversation throughout this. So many people don't understand what social entrepreneurship is. What, how, how do you define that for them? Uh, for me, once I knew I qualified as a social entrepreneur was acknowledging the fact that 
not only do I want to have a business that is for profit, but also is tangibly making a social impact. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, um, you know, as a whole, whether it's bettering humanity or a, a niche demographic that you're trying to improve or um, something socially driven that I wanted to measure is, is something that qualifies for me a social entrepreneur mm -hmm. where you're wanting to make this a business that's for profit but also a social impact as well. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at helping women, of course, be more nurturing and supportive of, of each other. But do you have any other causes that you're going to be trying to weave into this yeah. conversation? Yeah. <coughs> so... Um, we definitely want to have a charitable aspect. So every event that we um, conduct, there's some type of donation, whether that's you know, money or resources to a different organization or a specific person in the community. So um, there's actually a girl who is having her first child um, coming up for our event this month. And so a lot of uh, you know, mothers or women that want to contribute with diapers or any type of funding that's going to go to her as well. So oh, is she a single mom? She's a single mom, and it's her oh, first child. Yeah. So she's really, um, and she doesn't know. This is kind of a surprise, so hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, whether it's individual or an, you know, an organization, like Harbor House is a partner of ours as well. So Yeah, and for our listeners who don't know what Harbor House is, it's for domestic abuse, right? Yes, it's a domestic Women violence shelter. Women that have been shelter. in domestic abuse, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Um, so on the um, program that's coming up, I also wanted to be able to talk the this coming Sunday. It's Sunday. And we didn't tell our listeners what time the event is. And it's it's actually Saturday. Oh, the Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> I'm like totally thrown off. No, now. you're fine. Yeah. Um, it's going to be at 7 p.m. It's at Starter Studio S downtown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it'll go from 7 to 9. Um, so, yeah. And then any we have about 15 slots left. Uh, so if you're interested in, in attending, um, you can purchase tickets on queensterqueens.com. And how much are tickets? 15. Okay. Pre-sale and 18 day up. Yeah. yeah. So any of our listeners know that they can come to that. Yeah. On the social entrepreneur, we were looking this up, and I had asked the guys to look up what social entrepreneurship is. We don't need the definition, but you found some interesting social entrepreneurial organizations. What did each of you find? So for me, uh, I was talking about LifeStraw, um, relatively new company that is developing affordable, s basically water filtration systems that you can bring to anywhere where they don't have clean water and you can basically have access to it no matter where you're getting it from. Mm -hmm. So you basically just plop it into any water source and that water is now clean and drinkable. Hey, do you know how it was done? Is I do not know. I would think mm -hmm. it's a charcoal filter. Yeah, like how, like a Brita, right? Yeah, so they like can put Brita. water in there, and then when they pour it through, it comes out clean. And it's like through a straw, though. Yeah, it's the same way. So basically, you put one end in. I remember where I heard about this. It was from David Metcalf with the UCI FICOR, and they were talking about that exact type yeah. of uh, product. Um, there's also a great Good Mythical Morning episode about it, if you are fans of... What is Mythical Morning? There it's another podcast. It's another podcast. Mm. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a good... They just basically drink... As from anything from just like regular like L.A. River water all the way up to like using the straw, using the straw, yeah. And they, they do so it on the, show. the story that David Metcalf um, shared it was when the hurricane came through last year in s in uh, September. He lives out in uh, Merritt Island, and the water was not um, the water was shut down in the house, but they had that straw, 
And he has uh, sons, and they went, well, we don't have any water. What are we going to do? But they had a swimming pool. They said, can we go drink from the swimming pool? And he said, yeah, this product works. Wow. So they did that. But then they went, well, we have a fish tank. Can we drink from the fish <laughs> tank? And he said, yeah, you can so do any that. Water yeah. Source pretty yeah. Much <laughs> so your water source can be different types of. It was just an interesting story because I was going, yeah, I could see a mom going, uh, no, you're not drinking <laughs> from the fish tank, you know, because what's going to well on one side, what would happen to the fish if we drink all the water for the fish, yeah. right? But anyway, um, it was really it was very very interesting, and it was uh, all about how it did go through a filtration process <laughs> for you to be able to drink it, and I I'm still a little hesitant about that. I. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard to like let go of that fear. Of yeah, a perception, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's through a straw, but like, how do I know <laughs> if it's really clean? Yeah, yeah. But yet we trust the water that we turn on the tap and mm -hmm. believe that it's supposed to be pure, right? I guess one of our listeners on the radio app said, "Poor fish." Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, right there. Oh, okay. Oh. Poor fish. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Well, that's really nice. So, yay, we have a, that's a live listener. Yeah, it's actually the first one I've seen. That's awesome. Actually yay. comment like that. So, thank you, Rob McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Rob is upstairs. He is. Uh, I will take it. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I'm happy. Um, he's upstairs. He runs the video production program here. Hi, Rob. I still need to talk to you later today. So, like, don't leave the building. Um, anyway, and we have a Cynthia Singleton. That's also my aunt. Oh, that's another. Your family. Yeah. Can I post this on my so my Facebook really quick? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead and do that. Yeah, do it while we're still here. <laughs> yeah. So I know of a social entrepreneur um, company, and it's called Clean the World. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they go through and they uh, contact hotels. They gather all of those soap remnants, repurpose uh, them, repackage them, and then they're shared with homeless and third world countries that need clean soap to be able to take care of themselves. Um, Jerron, did you find one that came up? I did not have time to find one myself. So that's okay. We, we uh, certainly were able to do quite a bit. So the really cool thing about social entrepreneurism is it's about um, making money, mm -hmm. and it is a profit business it's a b core really but yeah. they can actually make money and then they also have some of the special designations of a nonprofit. so they have more accessibility to different sources of funding so that's pretty cool um jared kellake is the professor that teaches that over here at valencia college i really would like to have jared as a guest on the show yeah he'd be awesome yeah rob said he's listening from home <laughs> oh, that's even better. That's like, that is so cool. Okay. And we need to have Rob on the show too. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We still need to have Q actually. I was thinking about the other day. Yeah. So. That would be good also. <laughs> yeah. You're right. We need to bring in some of these. Other. I do want to have um, Nell um, Thompson also from Full Sail come over mm -hmm. and be a guest. So that would be awesome. So we, we have a lot of people from Different schools, UCF, Full Sail. We need to get Lauren, uh, no, Lindsay over on the mm -hmm. show from UCF. Yeah, okay. have a prof uh, professor's perspective on things. Yeah, so. yeah, from marketing. Anyway, um, okay, so let's go back to what your experience has been like. Now, you were never an intern. That's so mm -hmm. interesting to me. Yet, you know, she's yeah. worked with interns and she's hired them. Where did you do that? What was that like? Um, so I worked um, at a company in Salt Lake City, Utah for about four years. Um, and it was a dietary supplement, skincare, sports nutrition company. And I really grew within. I, s I was hired on as a receptionist. 
And at that time, my only goal was to ensure that every single person in the building, including the CEO, knew me by name. Like, I didn't want to be referred to as a receptionist. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to say, you know, ask Jasmine or good morning, Jasmine. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, I really that really instilled, I think, a strong networking uh, foundation for me because I was able to spark conversations and, um, you know, curate relationships with people. So... I grew within, I was then promoted to HR as like an admin, mm -hmm. um, so I helped with onboarding people and then um, I was approached by the marketing director, Gina Danes, and she pretty much just said like, this whole social media thing is coming about, we don't have time to learn it, I don't know anything about it, but do you wanna handle it for us? Do you wanna start it and run it? And at that time we had products in Nordstrom and Costco and so it was a big scale. <laughs> task but um but yeah so I couldn't do myself and I worked with the University of Utah and we brought on um interns every semester so that's kind of where that whole process and and relationship came from so my question is were they paid or unpaid interns so they were unpaid um they were we graded them every semester so part mm -hmm. of their um you know kind of incentive to some degree was to work with us in whatever field they wanted. So they had the choice. It was either e-commerce or marketing, like mm -hmm. from a digital standpoint. So, um, you know, that was kind of in order for them to graduate, we had to be able to pass them. Mm, that was the... Yeah. So yeah. it was for credit for them. Right. Yeah, and it's a pass-fail grade usually. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not a letter grade. That's interesting. Yeah. So that company, I would definitely like to be connected with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that sounds <laughs> interesting. Um, a question I had for you was... Um, yeah. When you were saying how you wanted everyone to know your name, um, mm -hmm. did you always have like that mindset of always trying to network in any situation you were or always oh, trying yeah. to sell yourself? Yeah. Or at least where did you develop those skills, if anything, or, or that mindset? Uh, if anyone's met my mother, she is the epitome of a networker by nature. Like mm -hmm. she doesn't try. I've just my entire life witnessed her spark conversation with the cashier at any grocery store, like, um, you know, really looking for any type of common ground. Mm -hmm. um, was what I've always witnessed growing up and even now. So that was, I think, instilled in me really young was to just be adaptable to different personalities and people. Do you have any advice for people who are trying to achieve that better networking ability? Um, I think even if you're talking to someone who's the owner of some crazy successful company or, you know, a cook or whoever, I think just looking for a common trait or, you know, some type of thing that you can connect on even if it's for women we tend to kind of gravitate towards like you know fashion or families and things like that so for me just comp a simple compliment with someone can really you know gear them into the right direction to wanting to converse with you and things like that so after that it's easy <laughs> It sounds easy, but it's, it's not. Yeah. yeah, it's not always because those th people that have more introverted personalities mm -hmm. um, and they're more quiet and withdrawn, it's it's challenging. It for is, them, yeah. yeah. But those were really good. You know, tips yeah, and, and also just kind of looking at you know not looking at the title or th or things that they might carry as far as accolades or anything like that. I think just understanding like we're humans. <laughs> 
That's, yeah, that's, and you know, when you're trying to figure out how to be a good conversationalist, ask questions. Yeah, because p- then you get people to talk about themselves, and you don't have to talk about yourself. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, really, how did you get into that career? And they'll mm-hmm. go for a long time and talk about that. Or can I pick your brain on whatever? Yeah, people you know, open. how to peel an artichoke. Pick anything. <laughs> <laughs> it can be anything. Have you actually ever asked that question? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, a good question. But I love artichokes, so that's why it just <laughs> entered in my head. Anyway. So, um, okay, so back to this. You know, you worked with the students, and you were able to learn more about uh, internships from an employer perspective. What advice do you think would be really great to give other employers? In terms of bringing on yeah. interns, yeah, um, I think seeking out innovation and growth within their company. So for me, that was a huge benefit that any intern brought to my team was mm-hmm. just, you know, our our meetings or our days would consist of sitting in a conference room for like hours on end. I would order lunch for everyone, and we would just whiteboard the next six months of strategy per brand. So the innovation piece and the creativity and like the drive that interns have, I think is crucial to consider and to kind of think about in your business structure because without it, you know, you're inevitably going to be a little stagnant, I think, if mm-hmm. you're not incorporating I think, new yeah, ideas. You have to have other perspectives. Yeah. I agree with you because I, I don't know. I don't think it's just uh, a, a certain demographic. I think it's just getting outside yeah. perspective, perspective, which is why we want focus groups. You know, focus groups can come in here and it's, you know, what do you think of this product? What do you think of this ser- uh, this service? And they really give us uh, insight that we actually had never mm-hmm. seen. Yep. Yeah, innovation comes from lots of places. Um, do you guys, did you have any questions so far? Because I think I've been monopolizing, but I just want to <laughs> make sure I'm, not doing that because I will continue to go down our... Um, one thing I did want to ask, I don't know if it was mentioned earlier when I was working the board, um, what was the inspiration for your company? Oh, or was it like a specific question. event or anything <laughs> that triggered this thought? Um, I think from a really young age, I've always been drawn to the power that women carry like innately, whether that includes motherhood or you know the ability to even like bear children bear children on a physical level and just kind of all the things that they multitask on a like just naturally like they don't have to think about if something spills it's not like oh my gosh what are we gonna do they just jump you know we're able to kind of I don't know just adapt to multiple uh, scenarios and things like that but I think my uh, my push and my driver to really go forward with it was acknowledging that I've had certain um situations happen in my life or opportunities that have always pushed me to this idea in my head so it was no longer like should I do it it was like no like your whole life path has has kind of prepared you for this Mm -hmm. moment um so really utilize it and and fulfill it women are definitely and it sounds weird but women are a passion of mine as far as empowering them and connecting with them and and just simple conversation that that is just super powerful for me with women so I think for the most part, the reason why is that um, 
a lot of women that I know are very strong personalities and they like to see things done mm-hmm. and make them done <laughs> make them happen quickly. So I think that's part of why it's really great to work with women because you put a bunch of women together and they can push things through mm-hmm. on a completely different level because it's more relational. I'm not saying that it's not the case with men. Mm-hmm. Um, men I think are more goal oriented like well they're a- they're actionable. So yeah. you know it's more of like you know, that instant, not gratification, but, like, move, move, where women mm-hmm. are a little bit more, like, you know, we're methodical and we think things, we analyze and perceive things a little bit more in detail consistently, not to say that men don't, but more often than not, we're a little bit more, we're complex yeah. <laughs> as a whole. We're complex <laughs> creatures. Yeah. <laughs> I usually go with, and and you guys, feel free to speak up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Less complex, like dogs, super friendly, like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you know, <laughs> like guys are like that. But women are more like cats yeah. in a sense of like, oh, you know, maybe we like you, maybe we don't. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's that kind of thinking. Well, yeah. not to generalize because there's always, you know, outliers and different things. Absolutely. Like that. In, in general, uh, there's a great video out there. I think it's called like waffle and spaghetti brained people. And they oh. say like generally men are more waffle brained where it's like they have little compartments that everything fits into. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And and <laughs> women are more spaghetti brained a lot of times where everything is connected and one knowledge from one area can like weave into the knowledge from another area. Yeah. It's a pretty interesting yeah. video. Yeah. I don't I don't know if the science still holds up about it. It might be pretty old at this point, but I think that's kinda like I don't know. I don't think that's old about. science. That makes sense to me, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, we have some other uh, listeners up here. Brian Perez. Brian's a really old friend of mine. Well, hello, Brian. So we (laughs) should make sure we say hello to him (laughs) also. So that's really nice. So, yeah, I'm just wanting to make sure we haven't missed any questions that came up here. So far, no questions. So that's okay. So great leaders. Um, When you saw this question, when we were talking about it earlier, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that came to your mind. And you're certainly not limited in any capacity. Who are some great leaders that have inspired you and helped you helped shape your thinking and just who you are now? Um, I mean, at the forefront of leadership, my parents definitely are the first that come to mind. Both, you know, my mother and father, and also stepmother. um, You know, they contributed a lot of my core values as far as you know who I am today. So, whether that's how I manage my money or how I connect with people, um, you know manage relationships in my family I think that's where mm-hmm. I s- first saw leadership um, and I was a, a, you know really big into sports too growing up so like a coach of mine Alex Bennett which I've always said that I would always tout a lot of my success to him is he was someone who um, you know ins- instilled discipline like it was black or white with him always um, so that was huge. But <coughs> someone that definitely catapulted me in a professional light would be uh, my previous um, manager, Gina Danes, and also Hillary Given. They were these two powerhouse women that when they walked into a room, they taught me how to command a presence and also demand respect um, from those who might not, you know, take my opinions or my ideas into consideration. Um those are, are women definitely that I think about all the time when I'm conducting a meeting or, you know, presenting an idea. I think about ways that they have always, you know, taught me how to push that through and kind of assert my power as, as someone. Do you still see them? I see Hillary Given quite a bit. Um, she 
she still lives she lives in Orlando, but uh, Gina Danes is in Salt Lake City. Oh. So I don't really see her much, but nope. but I've expressed I wrote her actually a letter right before I launched Queens for Queens. Um, and I just was thanking her and was kind of saying that she is someone that forever changed my path. She she offered me huge opportunities, too, through my job. I was able to interview Jennifer Lopez because of that. Uh, no. Yeah. This only comes up at the end of the conversation. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. We're all in awe. Oh, God. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, she took uh, an 18-year-old girl and was just like, yep, go to New York and represent our company. And Oh, my God. Could you guys imagine that? At 18, (laughs) you're being sent off and say, go represent my company. Yeah. And it was at Fashion Week, too. It wasn't like just some... Oh, my goodness. Random trip. Yeah. It was... So she's... I think the trust that she instilled in me so young with little to no experience (laughs) really showed me what I was capable of because I knew... I, I didn't want to let her down. So I was like, all right, you better deliver or you better not sh- go back home. Like you need <laughs> to come back with substance. So. I like I like what you just said there, too, that um, that instilled so much confidence in mm-hmm. you because it really makes, I think, everybody strive to be more than what your mind limits you to be. Um so that's really where back with you guys, I'm going, OK, no, we got to push the envelope. Right. Yeah. And how do we keep pushing it? It's uh, working as a team. And that's one of the things we were talking about before you got here is Mm -hmm. how do we keep taking uh, our show up to another level and just organizing, um, getting feedback from listeners. We'd love to have feedback from listeners about what they would like to hear. Um, When I ask people, they say, oh, we like the entrepreneurship. We like that topic. We like uh, leadership. And, of course, it's about internships. So. It should be that, um, but we certainly want to hear from other listeners. Oh, and on our Intern Pursuit Facebook page, I did post, speaking of polls and surveys, um, a survey for employers and a survey for students about their internship experiences. Mm. So please, 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 for all of our listeners, please go and complete those surveys. I have to submit those um, at my weekly UCF I-Corps meeting, which is this Friday, I have to do a presentation based on the feedback. So I need feedback from solopreneurs, small businesses, medium-sized businesses. It can be scaling companies, Mm. too. I had a friend that's with Universal Studios. She completed that. So that's really helpful for me uh, to hear how employers are doing it. But I need, honestly, I'm trying to hit a mark. I said 100, but I'd like it to be 150 students that give me feedback on yeah. what their internship experiences have been like because what they're doing by sharing that answering those questions is they're telling me how to help other employers mm-hmm. to make it a better experience for the next intern that goes in there in that business so please support those share share it with your friends yeah one thing i think would be helpful with that too is is telling employers to share any type of like case studies or testimonials of you Mm -hmm. know situations where working with interns turned into a long-term position and things like that because and it also we onboarded a uh, lot of our interns return on investment too Mm -hmm. because that's really what employers care about is like what's the return because i could spend anywhere from thirty five hundred four thousand dollars to have a student work with me for three months Mm -hmm. and then what is that return was there a 2x was there a 3x you know what was the return that came back was there sales was there you know something something like you know more people seeing the business more eyes on the page that's that's what employers care about so yeah 
anyway, I wanted to make sure I shared that. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to move on down. I think we have to do a sponsor shout-out. Of course. Sponsor number two, Affiliate Manager. Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program from top to bottom. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to re require minimal work from our merchant partners. You can reach them at AffiliateManager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Lab. So I realized, I don't think we ever asked Jasmine what her major is. Uh, what, what's your major? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm having to take a little pause and go, oh, we skipped a lot of information uh, that we, we would normally ask our guests. Like, what's your major? <laughs> um, well, I was actually telling these guys before we started that I did things a little backwards. Like, I right out of high school, I flew to Salt Lake, did the career thing for... Uh, okay, so you did that at 18, but I just can't imagine, like, your mom said, okay... Bye, oh, honey. that's absolutely what she did. She was really? like, "Spread your wings and fly." And my dad was like, "What? What are you doing?" Like, you mean she put home? you on the plane? And s is this somebody she knew? How did that work? For like, why I was going to Salt Lake? Yeah, I have yeah. family there, so it was an easy okay. transition. Okay, uh -huh. that <laughs> explains a lot. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot no, easier for a parent to go, "Okay, I'm sending you off to Salt Lake, and here." I know you're going into safe hands. Right. Are you originally from the Orlando area? Um, I was born in Salt Lake, raised in Seattle, and then moved to Orlando, like middle school. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, so I'm actually in at Valencia now um, in pursuit of just my AA with a certificate in international marketing. Um, and then if I choose to kind of further that, I would for sure go into more of like the business you know, management side mm -hmm. of, of things. But but the international marketing piece is huge because I definitely plan on taking Queens for Queens National and hopefully international one day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, that perspective of working in these, it was a marketing firm that you were with. Mm -hmm. and, and then the going to Fashion Week, that wasn't a marketing firm. Yeah, we, different. we spot, so the, the brands that we managed it was kind of a twofold um, agency or I guess company because we owned a lot of those brands. So we sponsored a, like a B tier uh, section of Fashion Week. So and through one of our products, so we had a booth and we had all these things. But in they wanted social media coverage, so they sent me out as the company representative. So there, I was able to like actually bring my mom along, and it's definitely a, an interesting experience. But yeah, it was kind of twofold, marketing mm -hmm. and also the production side of it. And I think you had said something about, like, this is where, where they did not have social media. Yeah. That actually wasn't that long ago, apparently. Yeah. So you're it like. Was, it was definitely digital was something that was not, um, you know, practice. It was they were definitely pr like heavily print driven mm. um, and TV and things like that. So our entire like the e-commerce department was traditional outlets new. correct yeah. yeah so it was a little nerve-wracking <laughs> so what were the social channels at that time um well facebook Only was facebook? our main main hitter um instagram was fairly new pinterest was new um we you weren't able to place any ads on instagram or, or pinterest or anything like that so facebook was our top like revenue generator from a social standpoint 
So it is possible to generate money off of Facebook and, sure. and all those things. Because a lot of businesses misinterpret the power of just brand awareness on social because how can you track when someone's in a store and they see an Instagram post and they're like, oh my God, this is the thing that I wanted. There's no coupon code. There's no way to, you know, so it's a lot of people don't value it as a, you know, source to generate a lot of money because it's hard to track. But but we found ways, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our interns helped a lot too with like launching campaigns that resulted in, you know, us making a lot of money off of them, so... Um, what would you say is the most important social media platform right now? <coughs> um, I mean, for me, Instagram is huge just because as the aesthetic alone, like how the interface is and the way it lays out, like your personal profile, you really have an opportunity to be like creative and almost like artistic with your content. Um, so that is my kind of top notch platform Mm -hmm. curious how many followers do you have on instagram right now so we started our page in april yeah april and we have about 350 so not too many but not too many but you personally do you have a personal i do yeah i have 707 but for me organic and authentic growth is huge so i haven't placed any ads Mm -hmm. um it's all been through cross-branding with influencers or other you know people Mm-hmm. in Orlando but once I'm able to kind of get to a place to place heavier duty ads then yeah. I, I'll probably do that yeah cross promotion with other organizations where you're supporting one another mm-hmm. is really that's uh, very key I appreciate yeah. that also um, so I had one other question about what was it like to meet Jennifer Lopez? Because <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I really want to know. Like, uh, was she, she always seems so down to earth on yeah. any of the shows I watch her on. Is she really like that? So sh- I gained like a newfound respect for like A-list celebrities yeah. like her because the day that we uh, like met, because she co-owned one of our brands. Mm. So like contractually, we had to have a certain amount of, you know, interviews with her and mm-hmm. things like that so but the day we actually sat down to meet um she was doing a media tour which consists of waking up at like 6 a.m with the east coast mm-hmm. and then tapping into every news channel from the east coast to the west coast so you're sitting in like a chair doing interviews about the same topic for hours with this oh my because because she's just you know she That's was promoting horrible. her her movie the boy next door at the time so yeah, it was, I felt so bad for her because we're in the back, you know, having craft service and <laughs> like having breakfast and she's still, and ev- you know, every single interview she was And A-game. it has to look like it's... It was like brand new. The first time. Like first time talking about this. So um, granted, when I met her, she was super, super tired and I think kind of fatigued. So it was very intimidating, I will say that, because I had to f- interview her. I had We had to have a conversation about... Um, you know her go-to healthy snacks and things like that so she was she was nice she was definitely I just I wasn't able to cont- like talk to her on a personal level because I think she just wanted to get out of there oh but sure oh yeah I, I would understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's she is an amazing um just influencer I think in just her her presence alone in a room she's she acknowledges everyone she's not like that you know bougie i think type of Mm -hmm. (laughs) nightmare that we would envision some celebrities to be so innovation what uh cool things in innovation have you seen 
as far as tech or anything in tech, something a device. Well, you work for Apple. Yeah, yeah. we we I work say that Apple. She yeah. works for Apple. I work for Apple now. So I'm pretty sure there's pretty cool things that are going on. But I know that there was this one article I read where somebody, a developer, I think, he disclosed something that they were working on that hadn't been uh, announced, and Oof. it like cost him his job. Oh yeah. So yeah, please so don't do that. Yeah, no, no, don't no. do that. <laughs> we don't want to have anything happen bad happen. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I think from a tech standpoint, so there's this. Um, toothbrush that is sold at with like in the Apple stores and it's not owned by Apple it's Colgate is actually the one that makes it and this was like one of these things that I was like oh my gosh this is innovation at its finest can it tell you if you have cavities so it doesn't tell you if you have cavities but it monitors where you brush your teeth so mm-hmm. it will tell you on an app you miss this spot you keep missing these areas and then once you go to the dentist you can actually send them your your progress so yeah. like they can say, have you been brushing your teeth like twice a day or however often? And now you have the proof. And now <laughs> yeah. you have the proof because it's been, you know, monitoring it for however long. I yeah. was in this uh, <laughs> house. It's called the Wit House, and it's out there in the Lake Nona area. Mm-hmm. And it had the coolest innovation, and it had a toothbrush that could tell you if you had any cavities. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It's yeah. scary. Yeah, it is. But there were other things that the, um, the house had. And I think I talked about this last week. Um, yeah. But they're saying yes. But this was pretty cool. You hadn't heard this. Yeah. <laughs> but the, there was a toilet with a bidet, and it actually could tell, you know, based on any of your bodily functions, if you had any diseases like diabetes, oh if you had goodness. any issues with, with anything that had to do, obviously, with those types of functions of our bodies. So not That's just scary. diabetes. There were other diseases they could tell but anyway it was interesting super super interesting it's crazy to see how fast all of this is coming i feel like it's is it too fast to you i don't know i mean it's a little nerve like scary i have Mm -hmm. an iphone 10 and like just the the face recognition like to unlock the phone yeah i was you know (laughs) i was like what like it's taking a photo of me every time i so there's certain things that i'm like weary of but Mm -hmm. then I become like I'm a user of it, so I can't really be that scared. But it's just it's the unknown. It's like we're tapping into like uncharted. Yeah, waters. what are they doing with this information? Because they gather information, right? I I don't know. That's one thing I'm like full full disclosure of. I have no idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. So you said you were in sports. What kind of sports did you play? Um, I played water polo. So I actually had a D1 scholarship to play in New York. I don't um, know what a D1 scholarship is. Is that like a full ride or something? It was no. It's just it's based on like your ranking from like a collegiate, like D1 is the highest ranking. D1 is yeah. Really? So yeah. yeah it was so like if you're a D1 football team, you're the highest possible. Why ranking. isn't it A? Why isn't A the best? It's all there is no. It's the letters always stay the same. It's always yeah. D. So D1, D1 oh. through five, I think mm-hmm. maybe four. But one is the best. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it means division. Division one, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, so yeah. D is yeah. for yeah. division. division. Okay, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Because I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Water polo. Water polo is probably one of the most underestimated sports because, yeah, it's you're constantly treading water. staying up in the yeah. water. Yeah. It's like minimum within like ten feet deep, so you can never really, you know, even when a ref calls a timeout, like you can't stand and take a breath. You're still like <laughs> trying to stay above water. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, that would be really, really tough. <laughs> I, I did swimming when I was mm. in high school. And I remember um, swimming in the Rollins Pool. I went to Lake Brantley. But in the summer when we swam at uh, 
Rollins College, their pool. The coach had a uh, cane that if we weren't swimming fast enough, it reached halfway. I'm not kidding. This is not one of those stories you tell when you're like, oh, my God, I had to walk all the way up, you know, right? He had a cane that he could hit uh, the back of our heels, oh and it gosh. went halfway across the pool. And, like, if you got hit, bam, you started moving really, really <laughs> oh fast. My God. It wasn't – it was a – gentle tap okay, i would I was say, say it wasn't like <laughs> smack like that because he still work there oh no he well he's After no this, longer he's alive yeah <laughs> oh, okay. yeah As he had passed away um and he was sick but nonetheless yeah yeah that was a real incentive so yeah. did you guys do sports theater of course <laughs> same <laughs> i was at a theater and nice. i skated but that wasn't a school sport that was more just like what i did yeah like you were school. both in theater yes we certainly, yeah, we, we, talked, we, about we talked about ourselves. I yeah. was a state thespian. I was also a state thespian. He was also a state thespian. Yep. And then That's I did cool. film also, like... In chorus for me. Yeah, so. and he did chorus yep. while I was doing film, so... Sometime cool. we're going to make you sing. Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, people, I've always considered myself a better actor. <laughs> okay. I started off singing, but I'm like, eh, you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, well... I would like to um, make sure that we give one more shout out for the organization. Yeah. I want to make sure that we also acknowledge the two events that you have that are coming up. Let's make sure we make sure all of our listeners know. So this Saturday, seven mm -hmm. to nine at Starter Studio downtown, mm -hmm. people can still buy tickets even up to the day of the event. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And where do they go to get those tickets? So Queens for Queens F O R dot com. That's right. <laughs> Um, and we actually have our events listed out from now through July. Um, I'm meeting with my team this week to kind of allocate from August to, I think, October is what we're, we're planning for now. So you can sign up for any of our events through, like now, from May to July. Is that also on Eventbrite? It is not on Eventbrite. Um, I haven't gotten familiar with Eventbrite enough to post them on there, but I need to. So I'll tell you about that. Soon one, to yeah. come. Yeah. Yep. And then you also have a, an event that in brings men into the yes, conversation. Yes. Yes. So June 30th is our uh, Kings for Queens event. And where is that one? That is going to be, um, the venue is kind of still up in the air. We're waiting on like confirmation for sponsors and things, but um, <coughs> but it's going to be f around seven, seven to nine, same time. Um, and we're going to be talking about, you know, um, what a male feminist looks like whether that's in the workplace or in your relationships. Um, and then also kind of getting the perspective from a, a male point of view of, you know, any type of, not injustices, but how, you know, like it's a double, it's a double-sided coin. If, if women are expected to be a certain type of way, how do men feel about being expected a certain type of way as well? And really just kind of finding that common ground of vulnerability and real conversations. Real, and it's, one thing that we pride ourselves on is it's real, unfiltered, and, like, raw conversation. So it's not, you know, you kind of have to be open-minded. Um, we have house rules that we kind of talk about right in the beginning because um, some people really do open up and they share very either controversial or uh, personal experiences that we want to be cognizant of. So, But it's powerful, to say the least. It's really powerful to hear what, what people are doing, how they feel. 
Yep, I'm excited about yeah. being a part of the organization. Oh, and one other thing. We are doing a new logo for them. So yeah. uh, Jasmine has been working with one of the graphic designers, Naya, who's uh, doing that. And um, she sent those to me so I could see them. But make sure you keep me in the conversation yeah, loop for on sure. that so I can help guide that process. I like the new designs that mm -hmm. are coming out. I like them, too. Yeah. She's really been awesome. She's quick. She is quick. Yeah, she's yeah. super good. Anyway, but I want to say thank you so much to Valencia College for letting us have our showtime. Um, thank you, Q, also, who is our station manager. Yes. I, yeah, I finally uh. have it right. <laughs> station <laughs> manager for Valencia, for the Valencia College Radio. And we love being in this space. So we are appreciative of that. So thank you very much. And do we have any more shout outs? Shout outs from our guests? Mm, yeah. Oh. Right. Shout out to Brian for tuning in. <laughs> and shout out to, I, I guess, I mean, everyone. Is well, people are going to be able to listen to this on the oh recorded yeah. side. So, yeah, please, when you when the show, and it will be published tonight, please share it into your yeah. own I circle of influence. Already, so. Very good. Yeah. Shout out to you guys for putting this on. This is awesome. Thank right. you. Thanks for having us. People could see this. This is very oh, they can obviously, but it's very <laughs> legit. <laughs> yeah, they it's see very it. legit <laughs> in here. <laughs> yeah, and so I also want to say thank you to my game team, to my marketing team, to the software team, but and then also to you guys too for making all of this happen. And um, just thank you to my mentors. They had Scott Ritchie. He has been working with me. He sent me a text saying. Hey, how are things going? You know, let's uh, get together by end of the month because the goal was to launch Intern Pursuit the um, software by the end of this mm -hmm. month. So we're hoping for that that Next deadline. Week. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. I'm hoping. Anyway, um, that's all that I have. So thank you. And this of course, is shout Isabella. out to my family because they're always there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we always love there. you, darling. We love you, love you. Love and you on set too. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna have to make sure we acknowledge both sides of my the. My whole family's uh, gonna take up the feed. Yeah, <laughs> Cynthia and do you call her Aunt Cindy or Aunt Cynthia? Aunt Cent for me. Our family's okay. a Cent. Cent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> what about you, Val? Um, just thank you to all of our listeners. Thanks for coming on the show. It was great having you. And See you next time. I think your parents are listening this time. I'm right? not sure. They didn't say anything. They may be listening. You know, yeah. if they are, thank <laughs> you. They may be too timid to type yeah. it first, but they got to listen first. Yeah. Yeah. Way. yeah, they will. They will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much. And of course, I want to end the show just like we began it. So I want to have the, the sister on, this is Isabella, but include you as well. So are you ready? Yeah. Awesome. This has been Duran. This is Jasmine. This is Isabella. And this is Val. And thank you for listening to the Enter and Whisper Live. We'll see you next week. <laughs>